everybody, welcome back. This is episode eight of the Nonsense Podcast. Um, today we're joined by a special guest, Mark Giuliano from Goalkeeper, um, one of our favorite bands from the Philly area. So really glad to have you on today, Mark. And as always, I'm joined by Adam Rebelard. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? Not much, man. Not much. Just trying to survive. How's how's it down there in Philly? Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, we have a pretty. I think the outbreak is you know it's pretty bad in the city. Um, but I don't. Know, I guess like Philly, like Philadelphia and PA haven't been. It's like one of the states that haven't been as affected. So like every time there's like an extension for like a stay at home order, we're like one of the last states to get like okay, you have to officially stay home for like another month. Whereas like. Ryan and Cody in New Jersey, like New Jersey is one of the first states to, you know, issue the new stay at home extension or something like that. So, yeah, we're, we're up here in, in New York and we're only about an hour, 45 minutes north of the city. So we're getting, getting hit with everything they could possibly throw at us at the moment. Yeah. My buddy Zach is in the Navy and he got deployed to New York city, like a block away from times square to serve as like, a, cause he's a medic. Yeah. So he got deployed to work in like a hospital for nine months. There's this girl I went to high school with. She's in the Army National Guard, and she was uh, taking videos from the top of the Javits Center the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, you know, you see videos of the West Side Highway, and you go down that during any time of the day, pretty much, just traffic, and there's not a single soul on it, not a car on it at all. That's how it is in Philly. There's a few, like, there was this uh, video I posted on Facebook the other day, like, the aerial drone view of, like, the city since coronavirus. Yeah. And there were parts, I'm like, that has grass? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there, yeah. There's, there's, like, a thing, there's these things be coming out, like, they see, like, dolphins in, like, the, in the canals in Venice, or they're seeing, like, uh, California can actually see, like, the moon at night now, because there's, like, no smog or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, my my wife does environmental biology, and she was she's been doing all the readings, and she said that this uh, pollution in LA and New York has it's the best that it has it's ever been in uh, like a century. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's insane. It, it just goes to show you how much we really do affect the environment. Absolutely. Hopefully, all this stuff you know brings positive changes going forward, like jobs being more respectful when you need to call off because you don't feel good instead of forcing you to work and. Um, you know, places obviously having higher standards for like sanitation and cleanliness uh, and whatnot. So hopefully, you know, the, I guess the positive light to all this is, you know, like I said, good things will come and, you know, the world will be a little bit better and safer going forward. And I think then people will be uh, respected more as well. Um, I know like working in like the retail, especially like in retail uh, back, you know, when I used to do that, um, you know, I used to come back, hey, I don't feel good. I don't feel comfortable coming in. And they'd say, well, we'll, we'll judge you if you're sick enough to, to work. Right. Or, <laughs> and you're like, okay, right, because of your medical degree. Right. <laughs> <You> can, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the other side of it, too, where it's like, well, I can't take off from work. I have to go in because if I take off from work today, then I can't pay my car payment this week. Or, so it's, it's I, think, I think a lot of right, things, right. a lot of, po- I, I'm definitely a, a things happen for a reason kind of guy, and even the bad things. And I think at, as terrible as this is and with all the deaths and everything, unfortunately, but at some point, somewhere in it, like you said, there's going to be a positive that comes out of it. So, Yeah, for sure. There better be. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> so on a lighter note, Mark. Yeah, I'll make it more um, positive now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, absolutely. 
Hey, this isn't the sad podcast. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, lift right. we may be sad boys, but it's not a sad podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We only write sad music. Um so I just yeah, just fill us in with um, you know, how goalkeeper was, you know, up up until obviously everything came to a halt recently. But um I saw you guys were working on a music video not too long ago. Mm-hmm. We were gonna come um, see you in Poughkeepsie the other night, but unfortunately that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, that that show actually got canceled anyway. Um, I guess the promoter had a bail like last minute, so it was eventually it was supposed to be in like Connecticut, but um, like we, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been good. Uh, so we obviously we jammed together in January, um, right before we left to go do the new record, and uh, so we went down to Nashville and recorded the like recorded the new ep and came back home and you know did a couple shows which was which was fun had some of the tours planned out we did the one music video for the first single of the the ep when it's going to come out and yep and then everything kind of came to like a halt but it's actually not the end of the world because this is giving us a lot of time to practice and get a lot of behind the scenes stuff done so uh we, we still talk every day and you know we do like weekly band meetings and you know we're trying to be more active with one thing that we haven't done is what we realize is we haven't been as active on social media mm-hmm. uh and not in the sense of posting but in the sense of like original content like something that's really exciting and like people want to come see not just another photo of like the band performing that's something we were talking about yeah. last night yeah <laughs> yeah so like we've been sitting down and really trying to figure out a way to make it cool so like we did one last night and we just caught it like hanging out with goalkeeper it was great by the way i watched part of it oh awesome yeah so you you saw yeah, it yeah. and um so that's like that was like the first one like, let's just go on hang out talk drink beers excuse me joke around and then we're gonna try to do it every week and uh like there, there will be a week where like i'm gonna bring on like other musicians and talk about like how they got into music and how the band started and some of the gear that they like to use, like, you know, away from like the coronavirus thing um, and everything and get a little bit more like, you know, like we're, we all say we're friends, but there's, you know, so many of us don't even know how we started playing music, which I feel is like the first question you would know that like a friend. You just nailed down the <laughs> um, nonsense podcast in a nutshell. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to team up? Then, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And then um, Ryan's going to do, like, a beer connoisseur thing. Like, he's going to get a whole bunch of, like, craft brews, and he's going to talk about them and, like, what makes them, like th- – because he used to work in a brewery, and he's a beer snob. Oh, know? me and him are going to be best friends. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we have, a, we have a segment at the end of every episode called Beer of I actually – so I swear to my, God. My girlfriend and I actually brew beer and want to open our own brewery, and, like, I am 100% a beer snob. So I think, I think Ryan and I will definitely get along very well. This is so great. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send you our um, – on the last EP we record, you can only hear it if you bought the, the bought the CD. We have, so we have like a really shitty recording of our song called "Too Many Beers," and we did it at the end of the studio session when we did "Bad Times on Last," and we were hammered. <laughs> um, and like you can hear it in the quality, so I'll send it. Your, I'll send it. I'll send the Dropbox. Oh, I can't wait for this. this. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, uh, but then just to kind of end on like the social media thing, um, like Cody, a lot of people don't know Cody was going to be a chef if he wasn't in a band wow so we're gonna do a thing with a like, cooking with cody ritchie and cody's gonna like, oh, post it that's great yeah, that's gonna, perfect like, yeah he's gonna like post a recipe and then he's gonna go live and he's gonna do the recipe and talk and people can join with him and cook as well and 
Uh, he'll answer goalkeeper questions and personal questions. And we're going to do some other funny stuff too. Like we want to have a dare night. So people can like, you know, join a, like the Instagram live with like me and Cody. And uh, you just dare us to do the craziest shit you can think of within reason, of course. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so we don't do that because, you know, when everything was before the whole virus kicked in, like you're so busy with work and planning tours and this and that, that the social media a lot of times takes a backseat because it is a commitment to keep up with it every week and to prepare for it and make sure it's not just like, you know, off the cusp and people obviously recognize that and doesn't feel as like professional and it's a card to listen to. So, you know, now it's like, well, we've got all this downtime. Let's do that. Well, as a conversation <laughs> we, we were having too, we were trying to, I, I was I was texting the the band and everybody yesterday. We're trying to just figure out content to put out on social media and this and that. Because you know, like the the biggest thing that's hard right now is if you don't have new music or anything to come out, it's how are you going to stay relevant? It oh, and I, I think like I, I saw last night Ryan went on and he did the he played a few songs on the uh, Facebook Live. And I, I yeah, the country the country one yeah, yeah country which I thought was great too because that's not something you would expect him to come out and play. Well, people don't realize that we are huge country fans. I never would have guessed that. Um, to be honest with you, so yeah, I, like, I get where you're going. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my God. I mean, dude, like when we're writing, we hardly listen to pop punk. Actually, we hardly listen to pop punk in general. Uh, we're putting on country music and maybe more traditional punk, men singers, and then like obviously like 90s and 80s stuff. Uh, rockabilly music. You know, Ryan and I are obsessed with like that whole 50s era, like look and like music. Um, Cody and myself are really big into pop music, so like Halsey is like love off, Halsey like, all on top of her, yeah, and uh, the band Camino, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually found if we, I don't know, it's like when you get to be 28, <coughs> excuse me, when you get to be like 20, 29 years old, uh, the angsty song about being a troubled 16 year old doesn't fit. I totally well. feel you on that. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. I, it's, so, yeah, I mean, you nailed it on the head there. As I've gotten older, I, I connect more to a, uh, a Menzinger song than I do with. And I'm, I'm only 26, but I still I find I connect more to the, the Menzingers than I do, you know, mm-hmm. skip school, start fights there, hit the lights anymore. <laughs> right. And it's not the other songs. No, like I, I still love it's Drop the Girl, not... but it's like I listen to it. It's like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. connect to this anymore. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, I'll still, you know, it's just not the first thing I'm going to put on. And, oh, like State Champs released a new single. Mm. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to it at some point. They're a really great band, and I would love to tour with them and play. And they seem they seem awesome. But like, but I see I I'm the Avalanche still has you know Holy Fuck on Spotify, so I'm gonna listen I, to I that. Still, the, I, <laughs> great song. I love the movie life, and I love I'm the Avalanche. And I still I I always and people kind of stare at me sometimes. Some people agree with me. I prefer I'm the Avalanche for songs as simple as like Amsterdam and Holy Fuck. Yes, uh, absolutely. And Brooklyn Dodgers, yeah. that hook. Oof. Whatever happened Oof. with the Brooklyn Dodgers, and in the way it's, it's just the way uh, Vinny sings it, and it, it just—I feel like it fit him so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, uh, for like a hundred percent, and like, I do love that. And like, there's there's a lot of those types of bands, like I'm the Avalanche, Menzingers, Polar Bear Club, um, Gaslight Anthem. I call them the uh, the <laughs> the October Beer Fest band. That's like the that's <laughs> like perfect. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm also super like neurotic and weird about my um my music. Like, there's certain times a year I can only listen to certain bands. 100. So, it's very funny you said yeah, that. Like, when you said Polar Bear Club, that's like my fall band. 
exactly. Like I can't put I can't put uh, Polar Bear Club in May. Like oh no, it's too warm and sunny. Like I need a Blink One Eight Two or you know something like that. But then when it's like for some reason that that time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I fall out boy it's just i don't know what it is it just reminds me of the holidays for some reason 100 percent, 100 percent. there's like there's there's bands that write those songs like state champs a good example like um off the new album lightning is like a song i can imagine driving late at night in the summer just with the windows down blaring and screaming along yep yeah yeah exactly so they they're phenomenal for that i i have a theory all the bands on warp tour who blew up during warp tour you know like maybe they went from like the small stage to like the main stage in the same summer had the uh this the, the, the success that everyone talks about like holy crap you know they did warp tour and it completely changed their career they're all bands who write summertime jams it's mm, true any, any wow. other band who went on warp tour and like didn't pop off as hard as they should have like a newer band like 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 pacific one of my favorite great bands, band but mm-hmm. they didn't do that but they didn't do that well on warp tour you know, broadside that year shit on them, yeah, yeah. you know, as far as like, you know, growing and everything. And broadside writes some of like the most springtime, summertime songs. Yeah. Uh, that's that, yeah, for yeah. sure. And state champs, the year that they first played warp tour after finer things came out, they literally went from like the small stage to the main stage in half the summer. But tell me elevate is not like a summertime anthem. You're blasting with your homies. Out well, when you're talking like Pacific, <laughs> I have to say like, and I, I can't, it's actually an interesting one. Cause they tapped and not only cause they have a song called it, but they tapped like that spring market. Like there's, there's, there's something about yeah. like March, like April when in spite of me comes on, like I, I definitely get way more into it than I would have in like the fall or the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but, like, you're just coming out of the right. winter and you're, you feel exactly. a little bit better, but there's still some of that. Um, you know, you're feeling still feeling a little morose from. It's like know, that good, it's that good mix of like that summery mm-hmm. pop punk with Sad Boy. Right, and it's like you know, it's like and you say coming out of the uh, coming out of the winter, you know, it's like April first, and yet there's still that random fucking right. storm. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got flurries here today. The wind's been <laughs> yeah. horrendous up here. I, I thought there was like <laughs> we have like all these trees lining my backyard, and I thought they were all gonna blow over today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing down here. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, other than like the social media stuff and just trying to get a lot of like the stuff in the back end done, um, you know, we've been we've been awesome. I mean, we're really really excited about the new songs. It's like a di- it's not a different direction for us in the sense that it's still pop punk, but this is like it's a very raw and somewhat. Um, it's not as like you know bubblegum happy poppy album like Bad Times on Last was like you know there's like a lyric and like just for example we have a song called black and blue and uh like one of the lyrics is uh growing up has taught me to carry my weight but life is long distance and i'm out of shape i love that that's a great <laughs> lyric you know so it's very much uh it takes kind of like a wonder years vibe a little bit with the lyrics like you know because ryan was you know ryan turned 30 this year and he definitely shared that there was a lot of uh internal struggles like he was going through with like being 30 and like you know not married or anything like that just you don't you know as you get older you start to be like you know where what do i still want to accomplish in my life um and like do i kind of feel stuck a little bit at times and like my life is kind of like moving in slow motion or anything like something like that uh so a lot of that type of stuff came out um on this record which we were stoked about <laughs> because we don't we didn't necessarily want to be known as the band that's like 
almost like nauseatingly positive <laughs> with everything. Yeah. Like we still have feelings. We still get pissed and angry. So, um, and it helped working with Ke- Kevin from hit the lights again on this one, because he had a heavier hand in the producing. So like the music's a little heavier at times, uh, just like with the keys and like the chords that we actually use. Um, it's a little punchier. And again, like a little bit, of, a little bit like that hit the lights aggression from like summer bones pops out on this. Um, Great album. Bit. So what was the phenomenal. name of the studio that you guys recorded at? What's the, or we went, I'm assuming he owns it. No. So actually we went to, it's called Pentavariate studios in Nashville. Um, it's got a bunch of different producers in there, uh, producers and engineers in there. Um, but the engineer and the co-producer was actually Will Pugh from Cartoon. Oh, wow. The oh, singer. cool. Yeah, so he engineered and co-produced, and Kevin was the main producer. So uh, we, just like a quick backstory, we met Kevin after like the Four Chord Fest, the year like the starting line headlined, because uh, our band played, and obviously hit the lights, and when we were working with, we were talking to the guy Rick King, who did Bad Times Don't Last. He was working with at the lights at the time, so he introduced our music to them. And Kevin really took a liking to it, and he's been trying to get into the producing game for like a long time. And he's done a lot of stuff like hardcore. He's done some songwriting. And uh, do you guys know that band? Joy yes. Wave, the my my girlfriend's obsessed. So he, with he's them. their he's he's their bassist. Uh, and like he helped like you know with their stuff in the early days and everything like that before he officially joined um, as a full time member two years ago at this point. Um, you probably if you've seen him live, he's like the dude in the hat and covered in tattoos playing bass in the back. <laughs> he doesn't like to be up front and center. Um, so he produced, but he didn't really say too much on the last record, uh, just because you know feeling it out. And uh, Rick is—he's a very like vocal guy, so there were definitely times it was just like you know over talking at times, but not in like a bad way in any way. Just like you know, if you know Rick King, he's just this full of energy dude who just like runs a mile a minute, which is like very inspiring to be around. Um, so the, this time around when we went to record, we had to change studios cause Rick moved to Florida and he couldn't record anymore, uh, because his space wasn't the same. So they recommend Will, Will heard some of our stuff and he was really stoked on it and said, absolutely. I'd love to bring these guys down. And so since Will and Kevin are best friends, Kevin took the role as a lead producer again. Uh, and then Will took the role as engineer and co-producer. So Will helped a lot with like effects and some music music, uh, musical parts but he really shined during the i can imagine yeah obviously (laughs) so and it was awesome we spent two weeks down there um recording like you know 10 hours a day and you know just having like a plethora of stuff you can play with like we actually got to use this snare drum that was used on the chroma record that's great that's (laughs) sick um and and stuff like that so we did that and that was like actually what's cool too is like even though will is in like cartel and kevin didn't hit the lights and they're very polished like poppy like poppy or pop punk bands they are riff lords <laughs> out behind the scenes like will sitting there and just ripping some of the heaviest like nickelback shit you could hear. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're like what and like and he's just like ripping it. he's ripping he's playing like cold like He's playing like these really droney, like you know, heavy chords. He's is covering like muse, like just in his sleep almost, like it was nothing. And of course, like well, you, you know, Kevin, you know, hit the lights is a very technical band, so you already know he can shred. Um, and 
they're like, yeah, guys, like we're just gonna make a fucking like let's make a heavy hitting rock record, and we're like, okay, <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, deal. <laughs> so and now it's in um, it's in uh, post production right now, getting mixed and mastered. So you know, can't wait to get some of those you know mixes back and hearing how it sounds. I can't wait to awesome. hear it. That's- do you do you guys have like a a date you might be aiming for? Uh. No, just because we don't know what's going on with this whole virus thing. Yeah. And, you know, we definitely want to release at least a single and like, you know, have something new out there. So we're not just sitting on this for forever, especially if this thing lasts well to like the rest of the year. Um, we were, uh, okay. So like, we're, we're kind of hoping for May, but like end of May to release like the single and video. Uh, but again, if we think that the, everything's been affected. So even the mixing might be delayed a little bit longer just because, you know, the uh, the guy mixing and mastering it, like, you know, his studio is like shut down, and you know he's dealing with shit. That's kind of where know, we are at the moment. In his own band, his his we, own we band. Had the, we had the studio back yeah. in March, and we we're sitting on some roughs right now that we're you know getting it mixed up and everything. But uh, we were talking to him, and he's he's behind at the mm-hmm. moment too. Yeah, who's uh who's doing? Who's uh, we went over, we recorded it, and he's gonna mix and master it all too. But we went to uh, Chris Paquette over in Rhode Island at uh, No Boundary Studios. Yeah, oh, uh, nice. he, he did our first EP, it. actually, Fear and Loathing in the Northeast, and he was really okay. instrumental with uh, me and Avery. Well, well, for a little backstory, like, what makes sense, it actually started with me and our lead guitarist, Avery, and uh, we had mm-hmm. Carl Killer, who does, he's over in Connecticut, he's been in bands like Callaway, Cast and Call, and uh, he came over and did the drums, and then we worked with Chris in the studio there, we had our friend George come do bass, and um, we put out spooky in october and then from there we found nick uh eddie and aaron and came out with a full band but uh he he was super uh inspirational in creating that first ep and we were we went back and did two more songs with them back in march mm-hmm. well it's like especially when you're recording it like there's so many horror stories of you know bands you know of all sizes you know from the smallest local band who's just starting to like a bigger band who like the, the engineers and producers just like take your money and you get like a crap, Would, we, crap music out we of went it. through we were actually uh on another podcast i think uh two weeks ago we were talking with uh, one of our old friends tyler and uh our minor neighbor's old band one for the braves and then his another band he did called sleep tight was a metal band we went to the same producer and that's exactly what it was he uh he sold himself really well he was really he had really good ideas and talked really well and was a really good producer but he was one of these guys. He had this beautiful studio and didn't really know how to use his equipment. And nothing, nothing came out of it. Some, we just spent a lot of money. Yeah. That's what that's what like something that Will taught us because like we when we went to Rick, like Rick had literally like the best of the best equipment. You know what I mean? He had the Fender American P bass. He had the dark glass bass pedals. He had you know this. Uh, preamp and that and blah, 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 like all this stuff. Now he really knows how to use this stuff, which is like sick. So when we walked into Will's, uh, Will doesn't have that shit. <laughs> Believe it or not, like he has a lot of like really cool stuff. Like his studio is definitely thousands and upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's like, oh, we're gonna use uh like this bass tone, this bass pedal, and it's like an Aguilar. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we used we like, we can go rent like a dark glass. He's like, I don't need that shit. We're like, what? I love that confidence. <laughs> and, <laughs> he's he, he's like i learned from a very early age that um 
the reason so many people will often buy really, really, really expensive stuff is because they only know how to use it on a surface level. But when you really know how to use your equipment, you can make something as like as cheap as a sans amp which are great pedals like ryan has one live but you can make that sound just as good as this like four thousand dollar like rack unit for your bass yeah um like our bass like you know our bass for this record we recorded with a mexican p bass with quarter pounds. that's awesome <laughs> you know and you know again like other students are like oh i only do american so it was really cool to kind of see like oh okay like this is how you can actually know your shit because like he taught me so much about like my orange head of how to find like a good clean tone like a more like a better uh overdrive tone instead of just trying to bury it with pedals or just crank the gain and volume and he's like no like this is what you can do here and here and if you push it this much this is what happens and the science behind how a sound moves and why it distorts and we're like okay so <laughs> put the put the knobs here and we're good he's like yes just put the knobs yeah down. so so all that money i spent on pedals <laughs> out the window <laughs> luckily um luckily me and ryan are like anti-pedals we are like the worst guitars in the, like, i noticed that I when, like... in philly you guys had a very lean setup and it, it, it sounded great though you know yeah, makes everything very, sound very nice clean. it was very yeah. like simplified which was cool we we don't like pedals i don't like them i don't I don't like using them. I don't care what they do. I don't care how cool it sounds. <laughs> I just, if someone's like, yo, you want to try a new pedal? I'm like, no. Like, give me the guitar. Though. I'll play the guitar. But it's just, I don't like the pedal dance. I'm much more like, you saw us play. Like, we try to be very energetic. And I don't want to have to sit back and think, okay, this part really needs this delay pedal. And I need to, like, hold yeah. it and then do this. I need to, like, the, the I do have a reverb now. But that's because so many of the clean tones on the new record require that to sound right. good um and to have because it's a, you know again well it's obviously very reverby so we need a reverb pedal but you know i can handle that but still at practice like i'm cursing like a sailor because i'm just frustrated that i have to hit one more pedal instead of just hitting on and go we used to we used uh <laughs> avery avery plays with the pedal board i don't think eddie eddie i think he's putting one together but i don't think he has one at the moment but in our in our old band one for the breeze i move a lot in general, that I moved even more. I had even less spatial awareness then, and I actually broke a few of their pedals. So <laughs> it got to the, it got to a point to where they just stopped getting pedals. Or at, no, least at least around me, right? Yeah. yeah, they have like this like yeah, they went the they cheaper route protect... and just got a Kemper. You yeah, know? <laughs> um, the cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> Kemper's rule though. I like those things. If I had any sort of knowledge, because like that's the thing. Like we don't demo as a band. Like, we're still the band that goes to a practice space and Ryan or Cody, because they're the main writers. Like, I don't write shit. They, they write everything. Um, like, okay, for, you, know that, you know the song Pond Partners? Mm-hmm. Love that. So uh, our drummer wrote that song. No way. From start to finish. Yeah, so it's very kind of cool to have, like, a drummer That's who knows how to write a such a fun song. song. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like, he did that. And Ryan, I mean, Ryan does, like, you know, again, like 75% of it, but they, they work collaboratively because Cody just has this like really, really strong idea about songwriting and how to say something in a very cool, uh, cool way. Plus Cody's fearless. So he's the type of dude who's like, I don't give a shit if people think it might be too heavy or too light. This is cool. And I'm going to do it. I'm like, all right, I love the confidence. And then that kind of like helps you not second guess an idea, mm-hmm. you know, especially for the wrong reasons. But, um, 
we don't know crap about recording software. We, we used to do it that way until we met uh, Nick and Eddie. Nick and Eddie are, like, just studio guys. Like, they have their own home studios. And especially right now with the whole home quarantine and everything, I mean, I think, I think Eddie wakes up every day, goes into his studio, then goes back into his bedroom. But uh, we we that's the way we were for the longest time. I mean, if we if if we took it back to one for the Braves, I mean, every song we never demoed them, which you can definitely tell if you listen to them as opposed to now. But we we would uh, we would just go crazy with ideas at, at practice and live stuff. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not knocking saying it was bad, but I was just saying it was definitely like when we started doing the demos ourselves and everything. Just like I'm talking even like little phone recordings. Like, it definitely became beneficial right. in just helping us kind of hone our own sound and everything like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and we, we did work with our one buddy, Pete, to demo the one song uh, that's going to be on the record, Just Say It. And that definitely helped us be able to listen back and say, oh, okay, like, this can be cut. That lead isn't poking out enough. I should do something different. Like, it was very helpful. Um we're definitely going to go – we're going to do it going forward, like, work with, like, you know, friends who have studios and just, you know – try to demo out the ideas real quick so we can like listen back but um it's one of the, that's like one of the reasons like we can't get like a Kemper because I would look at it and be like I no, no, same, you're, you're, you're preaching the choir like me I, I think Aaron Aaron I don't know I think you might be a little bit more like me I'm like I don't know what to do with this no man I like the Extent of my technology is probably like knowing how to work my work. There's a reason I'm a vocalist. You want you want <laughs> advice on like, hey man, does this lyric sound good? I got you covered. If you want advice on like how to set up your temper, you, I'll I'll shoot you over to Nick and Avery. <laughs> when they're like, yeah, you can like upload things to it and download. I was like, so what is it? We we sit at practice and the three of them get going going about gear and Aaron and I are just sitting there looking at each other like, so man, how was how's your day? <laughs> Yeah, I rock one overdrive pedal, and that's it. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, see, I'm a nerd with theory. I love musical theory. Uh, I studied it. I could talk about that shit all day. I have punished people who like, oh yeah, dude, I love theory. I don't like punish them. Like, go into it, and they're just like staring at me like, oh, I don't, I, I don't into? know, and like, I don't know anything about theory, and like, I, I always people are like, dude, you're a singer, you have to. I'm like, nah, man, I like all of all of my. All of my singing came from I wrote lyrics, and I was like, I want to do something with this, and that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah, and then it's like you're singing with the band. You're yeah, like, ah, so like ah, over okay, time, yeah, I, okay, it's okay, just that's... it's it's. And trust me, I did not recommend it, but it's it's just more or less from grinding it out over and over again that I've I've gotten where I am, and I've gotten better at my craft, and it definitely was the way longer road to take. I think that's, but like. Do you, do you guys listen to the Lee Singer Syndrome podcast? I just saw somebody post about it the other day, and I meant to click on it, and I haven't yet. Okay, so it's Shane Toll, the singer from Silverstein, and he had, he interviews just singers from like every band, and he just talks yes. about how they, how they got into it. It's, it's awesome. I, I listened like, I to um, the episode with um, Luke Bentham from The Dirty Nil, and like, yeah, it's yep. really, this guy's so interesting, and, you know, having it just based on, you know, just lead singers is pretty sweet. Oh, for sure. And like, what's funny is he always mentions in like almost every episode about how the singer of the band never walked in and said like, I want to be a singer. I I know how to sing. This is what I've worked on. It's like, you can carry a tune, but I want to play guitar, but you're the only one who can sing. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. So like, you're, no, so like, let, me you're, drive, you're, let me drive you one home. I didn't come in like that. I didn't come in like, yo, let me be your singer. 
I always I, so I'm the kind of person I'm like I want to prove myself to people. I, I definitely I'm like a chip on the shoulder kind of person, and like I've always grown up like I want to mm-hmm. prove myself. So my whole like foray was singing was uh, when I was about twelve, thirteen. I started writing like poetry. Hated it. Hated mm-hmm. every second of it, but I liked writing. I hated it. I hated because <laughs> of the rules. I hated like, oh, this has to rhyme with that. This has to do with this. And I was like, no, fuck this. I don't like that. So, so I started. I started writing lyrics. <laughs> just out of the blue. So I'm talking, you know, thirteen. We're say fourteen, fifteen now. I started writing lyrics, and then when I got my first car, mm-hmm. I started driving around when I was about sixteen, and I would sing while driving, just full out singing. Nice. driving and then looking back at my lyrics and now and then i was like oh shit now i want to start a band so then that's how i ended up into a band so i did come into it like oh i want to sing but i definitely came in not knowing anything and just was like hey let's make this up as we go along <laughs> well that's how i said on ryan too uh ryan tells a story about like when he was in one of his like old old like bands in, like middle school they're like, all right, like we got to get like another singer here, and Ryan's like, oh, I'll try, because he used to, you know, he used to walk around sing Blink One Eight Two and Green Day songs and stuff when he did like chores, and he sang literally one note. He's like, uh, and the the, the leader of the band was like, no, you're <laughs> terrible, you're absolutely horrendous, never <laughs> sing again. <laughs> and so like Ryan never really did, and then like when he got into his band, he he said he would start to do some background vocals, and when Goalkeeper started, like when we did our first like you know, we started because me, Cody and Ryan did like a pop punk cover set together at a show. Cause we were all like friends and he's like, Oh, I, and I was like, who's going to sing. And, and me and Cody are like, Ryan, you sing. Cause we've seen you sing at your, your old bands, like, you know, shows. He's like, all right, like I'll try. But like, just as a heads up, here's the story of what happened. And we're like, ah, dude, you sound fine. And, uh, he did. I mean, he killed it. And then we, when we started goalkeeper, we're like, yeah, you're just going to sing, bro. And play bass. I mean, this is, he's, <laughs> Cause this he's is got really such does. a great voice. I mean, we, that's essentially what it was with us. So like I met, I was in a, so I didn't start my first band. I was like 19. I was definitely late to the game, but, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I met, we were, I was in a public speaking class at community college. And this kid came in wearing a with the punches shirt who I loved. And I was like, Hey man, I like them. He goes, Hey man, me too. We got talking, and he goes, oh, I play guitar. I'm like, oh, I write lyrics. And we got hanging out, and we started going around. And we were just sort of jamming around a little bit, and I sang for him. He goes, hey. And he, granted, he knew nothing about theory. He's like, hey, uh, you sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. You want to start a band? I was like, sure. I don't know anybody, though. And then he met uh, – and that's how Avery actually came to the fold. He introduced me to Avery. And uh, I said uh, – the funny thing about that was they met in a different class. And out, do you ever hear of uh, Just Surrender? So fun, oh, fun story about Just Surrender. Great they band. grew up all about five minutes from me. Yeah, they're Dover, New in York. Right. I live right Fuck in yeah. New York, which is about 30, 40 minutes from Poughkeepsie, to give you like an idea. And uh, mm-hmm. so the singer okay. had gone back to school, and they Avery and Andrew – was the other guy's name they shared a class with him that's how they met and that's how avery came into the fool because they got talking about just surrender and i was like oh i know who they are so it was like a that's pretty much how my foray into music began <laughs> nice that's awesome i mean it's, it's it's so cool like when you get to your first band practice and you get complimented like you feel like okay cool like i'm not making a complete ass out of myself um and especially like me, who has like severe anxiety and like uh, like self esteem issues oh, when it comes here. to performing and the songwriting. Um, yeah, like I do when we when I when we first sat down, uh, like 
we, we got really lucky to record with a lot of cool people. Like we recorded the screwdriver song with uh, Nick and Ace at the Lumberyard. Um, obviously, you know, Kevin and, you know, Kevin and Will and stuff like that. So when I remember like sitting down with the guitar, looking at like these people who I call like my heroes <laughs> growing up and they're like, all right, play. Yeah. I'm like, but I, I suck. They're like, just fucking play. Like, but I'm terrible. Like, well, the record's not going to be recorded. We, we did that. We, shut went, up we went to a studio once, and this guy has recorded huge names. And uh, I got in the studio, and I just couldn't sing because I was so intimidated by his his history of just recording. And it was just it, it totally, totally got in my head, and I just couldn't do it. And then to take it even a step further, I mean, mm-hmm. after a show, we get off the stage. I'm usually the first person to tell you that it sounded terrible. <laughs> Whether whether I did or didn't, I'm usually the first person <laughs> yeah. to tell you. What well, when we when you guys came back with Real Talk to my house? How many times did I ask you guys how would uh, sound? exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you like what do you mean? You guys were the headliners. Like of course you sounded great. <laughs> yeah, but what was your part? Like did you like this? Like how did that sound? Like how's Ryan's voice? Like, were we energetic enough? Like let's drink now. Oh. That's that was so much fun. But, um, <laughs> hey, guys, we are coming up on time a little bit. So, Mark, usually okay. we leave the last few minutes just for you, um, you know, just open floor. You can, you know, either do shout outs or, um, you know, maybe give us a little glimpse into what's uh, ahead. Um, totally up to you. And then uh, we'll do the beer of the week at the end and close this thing out. Sound good? Hell yeah, man. Um well, I guess the first shout outs will be uh, our buddies in midfield and friends circle for releasing awesome new songs. Yeah, just today. listen to it. So, yeah, super cool, super great, um, awesome bands who are, you know, they're definitely, you know, doing some awesome shit. So it's really cool to have them like in the Philly scene, like with us, uh, because especially there was like a period of time like there was as many pop punk bands. So the fact that they're like you know, midfield's coming around and friend circle and uh, our buddies in crashing a huge friends of ours, super great guys all around. Um, it's making, we got a lot of fun with games. Really so you can't wait to see so more. Can't... Yeah, we can't wait. And um, I mean, as far as like I said, as far as goalkeeper stuff, I mean, just, I mean, like everyone says, just keep an eye out on like the social media platforms and stuff because We'll do more of the uh, the Instagram live stuff as, and then hopefully we'll get ready to release a single in a, a couple months, um, as well as a record. And hopefully this quarantine gets lifted, and we're just gonna tour, 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 tour. Um, I guess if I'm gonna plug one special thing, everyone has to check in May first for a real special show. Excited now! So <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm see you there. Now. You guys, I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. I'll, I'll tell you what it is after the. Uh, after yeah, this the will actually drop after that, so that's going to be exciting. Okay, sweet awesome. man. All right. Well, um, also going to give you the floor now. Uh, what's your beer of the week? Yo, yeah. For me? Oh man, so people are going to hate. Okay, so goalkeeper. We love our craft beers, but our our thing to do in every city is to get like. Um. Sorry, you get, cut like, out. A cheap beer. Like that's every city's like known for. Uh, so the one that I'm missing a lot right now because we haven't been able to tour Baltimore. So it's as a uh, Natty Bell. So that's my beer of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, it's great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm drinking. Um, what about I, I, I got the craft beer for the week? I guess so. I got a 
Marble of Doom 2 from KCBC as Kings County Brewing Company in Brooklyn, which I actually got when we played Gold Sounds that time. Yeah, yeah, we were running running around to get food, and it was next door, and I was like, so I'm going to run over there and get a beer. You guys can get food. (laughs) And uh, it's a very delicious fruit sour. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining. Um, This has been awesome. I honestly can't wait for the the single to come out and you know the new ep to come out um i've been blasting you guys since we met so um you know it's been a few months since (laughs) goalkeeper's been on my top listen to artists you guys have to come back down and come party at the house again for sure and and when you want to come to poughkeepsie let us know you know we'll 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 be that local hell yeah fuck yeah dude we got the hookups all right well thank you very much mark enjoy the rest of your weekend You too. Have a good one, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. about the way